Hello everybody, welcome to episode 26 of We Could Talk About This All Day Long. Well, I'm delighted to be here this next Saturday, this Saturday rather, with my friend Matt who is kindly stepping in again as co-host because our dear Lauren is fighting this cough and healing, thankfully. But Matt, thank you again so much for being here. I'm so excited to be back. Uh, I feel like you can be invited onto a podcast one time, but to be invited back a second is usually a good sign. Well, uh, so lovely are. to be here. Uh, yeah, looking forward to another good conversation. Yeah, Matt and I today have a guest, and so this is the second time we've had a guest on the show. And I'm really excited. And it's only fitting that this person is here while Matt is co-hosting because we all worked together a few years back. And I'm still at that place, but these two have moved on to new frontiers. We are joined today by Jeff Boss, and he has become a good friend and mentor in ways, a guide, which we'll get to. And we're just so happy to have you here, Jeff. And in a few minutes, you'll get to say more about what you're up to and who you are. Well, thank you. So. I, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, this is my first time I've seen Jeff since I moved back to the Northwest. So it's been about three and a half years. And kind of on the theme of what was discussed last week is, um, you know, I, I said it no fewer than 20 times, I think, but gratitude. <laughs> and I was thinking about. I saw another coll uh, former colleague of all of ours actually last night, uh, so great catching up with her. And then today seeing Jeff and realizing, you know, I have a history of becoming very, very good friends with my coworkers. And I know that different people have different uh, feelings and perspectives on that. Sometimes you want to leave work and personal life separate, which, you know, that's that's totally uh, appropriate in some, some instances. I think it's just a lot of gratitude for how cool of people I get, I've gotten to work with over the years and the fact that I want to get together with my former coworkers on a Saturday because you're more than former coworkers. You're friends. You're extremely interesting and inspiring people to me. So great to see you, Jeff. Great to see you too. What a gift. Yeah. I feel like there's some good vibes shining in here. Now, <laughs> in our makeshift studio, we're out of the closet today, everyone, because the closet's a little small for three of us, but we're going with it. So I want to begin with something Lauren and I were doing every week, and Matt, I was remiss in doing it last week, and that's the whole teabag reading. Okay? I'm going to go ahead and take responsibility <laughs> for that. As your co-host, I should have been there to remind you. Um, you know, we start with, with, a, with a teabag reading. Well, you know, there's no shoulds in podcast recording. Mm, I like that. That's what I, I like say. That. Yeah. Okay, so let's do it. Why don't you begin, Jeff? Well, my tea bag didn't have a <laughs> didn't have a uh, a saying. So I've I've got one that I think might relate to what we're going to be talking about later. Um, and this is a quote from Lame Deer: "You got to look at things with the eye in your heart, not with the eye in your head." Mm. That will. That's beautiful in line with today. Thank you. 
Yeah. All right, mine. Um, I like Jeff's more, if I could just say that. But we'll go ahead and say your actions prove your greatness. Well, that is true for yeah. you, Matt. Be a person of action, right? We can talk all day long, hmm. but unless we're really planning on doing something about it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that reminds me of something you brought to work a lot, which was your passion for the author and the book From Good to Great. That's right. And, That's right. you know, how to move from good to great. Yeah. But yeah. I would say this aligns with who you are. Oh, well, that's great. That's really good news for me. It's <laughs> good news all right. for all of us. <laughs> and rounding this out, lift up others with your peaceful presence. Hmm. Well, if there was ever a more descriptive uh, teabag quote, that's perfectly you, Kathy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Really, truly, thank you. Well, you know, oftentimes on the show we talk, we have a little bit of week in review or kind of how was your week. So I want to do that because I think it's going to be a beautiful parlay into Jeff's visit here today and what he's going to share about. So, Matt, first, why don't you just, how'd your week go? Um, week was good. Uh, it's easy for me right now, I think I've mentioned this at least to Kathy, that I'm still in my honeymoon period of having moved back to, uh, to the Northwest. Um, there is so much to be thankful for and so much that I am experiencing still. I've only been here two, maybe two or three months now and um, I... I, I'm just still thrilled. So work is going well. I'm learning a bunch. Again, uh, I've, 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 you know, hit another home run with my colleagues. They're all very supportive. Um, I think the tail end of the week, kind of yesterday into today, we were reminded that we do in fact live in the Northwest. Uh, <laughs> I had put my jacket away probably about a month ago. My big jacket, really thinking we were done for until you know September or October. Uh, but no, the, the cool weather's back, the rain is back, so uh, gives us all an excuse to be cozy inside and drink some tea. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking today how grateful I am for the rain, mm. thinking about how dry it's been, and absolutely beautiful, and I'm grateful for all the flowers blooming, but truthfully they're blooming quite early mm -hmm. because of how warm it is, and I know there's some fires up in B.C., and of course on the East Coast. So I'm feeling a lot of gratefulness for the wet, the rain. Yeah, it's, um, this has been a big week for me. And I say that it's a parlay into Jeff speaking because I feel like that I broke open in some really good ways this week, beginning um, with a sort of catharsis last Friday and some realizations in perspective. And then on Sunday, I did my usual embodied dance in the morning, and ah, that's a place where I really let go and be free and just experiment with what is coming through me in dance form. And then after that, I had a short window, and I head out to a workshop in the wild and it's a 
six-hour workshop and heading there, I thought, whoa, six hours. I'm going to be real with you. I had a little intimidation and, and even anxiousness about six hours. Oh. <laughs> and what I'll say at this point, and I'll share more later, that this workshop called Wild Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Wild. Wild, I get it backwards every oh, sorry. time, Wonder Wild, Wander, W-A-N-D-R, is that my experience was profound. And it has lightened my step all week. It's lightened my inner being. It's opening me up. There's much more to discover. And I've, I wrote to Jeff, it's like I've been basking in the afterglow of the experience. Truly. I saw someone this morning that said, you seem great. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's been a long time since I felt that way. Mm. And thank you for seeing it because I feel like I'm shedding something. Mm -hmm. So with that, I want to give another heartfelt welcome to Jeff, who is here and he is one of the guides and create, creator founders of Wild Wander. And Jeff, I just want to turn it over to you to first tell us about yourself. You can share about your week, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, first, again, just to say, what I just love that we get sitting on the floor in Ruby's bedroom here, the three of us, and yeah. that we have nothing else to do but connect with each other. So When Kathy said you were joining us this week, as I told you earlier, I said, first thing, that's fantastic. I get to see Jeff. Second thing, we're gonna need a bigger closet. I don't. I don't see Jeff. You've got to be six, six, six five. Six yeah. five. I did not see you uh, fitting in that closet with the with the other two of us. So, yeah, would have been cozy. Would have been, been cozy. cozy. Yeah, well, yeah, and and thank you for. I mean, thank you for coming to the workshop because you know we're we are you know we've been leading workshops for. Um, almost two years now, but uh, every time we have people come out, we're just grateful that people are showing up uh, to their life in this way. Um, th I mean, this week, I can talk a little about this week. So, I mean, this week, I guess, started last Sunday with that workshop, and uh, uh, Christopher, my dear brother, friend, Christopher Remmers, uh, who started Wander Wild uh, with me, um, uh, who's painting today with a group of, of friends. He's an incredible uh, classically trained oil painter. You know, we, we were getting ready and we were putting together the little offering bundles and we, we were just wondering what was going to happen uh, because so much of this is such a personal experience and so we create the container and then and then something happens and uh, we'll talk more about that but to hear the share outs uh, at the end of that six hour time period with folks most of whom were strangers was so moving for us and so affirming that there is something important here for us to do so so I have to say that that was a pretty amazing way to start this week um, and then most of the rest of the week was deep into getting ready for this big regenerative agriculture conference that I'm uh, helping to facilitate uh, in Omaha, where we get to see another one of our <laughs> colleagues from that like same crew of people. So I don't know what's going on in the universe right now, but we're supposed to connect for some reason. Um, 
And so, yeah, it was a pretty full week, but but this morning I got to go and took Mateo, our, our seven-year-old, to his last soccer game of the season, and watching seven-year-olds play soccer is so fun, you know? And watching how quickly they learn, and, and just, you know, they spend almost as much time celebrating, you know, a goal as they do, you know, playing the rest of the game. So that was how my day started, was uh, watching them play soccer. I think there's a lesson in there for all of us, right? You gotta celebrate, you know, just gotta take that time to, to appreciate those moments. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. And when you said a morning soccer game, it brought me back to taking Ruby to soccer when she was seven in the little blue uniforms of the <laughs> Southside team. And they were called, like, you know how they named themselves? Hmm. Something like, I can't remember, but like the Painted Ponies or the Something Unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cute. Yeah. Yeah, Mateo's, they were the purple Kraken because everyone's pretty excited oh. about the Kraken hockey mm, team yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I'd love you to dive in. And um, I'd actually love to know, because I didn't know it started two years ago. So mm. I'd love to kind of hear how this was born. Mm-hmm. And Jeff also, you guys out there, has some beautiful poetry to share with us. And so my invitation on that is really Drop it in whenever it feels right for you to, okay. to share some poetry with us. Well, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, where to start? I think I'll start with um, I'll start with Mary Oliver. And we use poetry um, quite a bit because um, poets, I believe, are some of the most gifted artists in our culture that help us connect in with truth in some way. And so this is a a poem by Mary Oliver called How I Go to the Woods. Ordinarily, I go to the woods alone with not a single friend, for they are all smilers and talkers and therefore unsuitable. I don't really want to be witnessed talking to the catbirds or hugging the old black oak tree. I have my way of praying, as you no doubt have yours. Besides, when I'm alone, I can become invisible. I can sit on top of a dune as motionless as an uprise of weeds until the foxes run by unconcerned. I can hear the almost unhearable sound of the roses singing. If you have ever gone to the woods with me, I must love you very much. Mm. Mm. I love that one. Mm. So, so much of of wandering, um, and and I'll start by saying that that there, that wandering is um, not something we have invented or have any ownership over at all. Um, it is something that both Christopher and I have um, grown up with in our lives in many ways, and we've reconnected with something. And that we always acknowledge, of course, that when we wander here in, in this area, that we are wandering on the ancestral land of the Coast Salish people, the Nooksack and the Lummi people, and that they have um, their ways of wandering and and, um, uh, and that this is not their ways uh, we don't we don't know or understand their ways um, but would love of course to learn more um, but this is something that is actually much more connected with 
how um, we are as children wandering in the woods. So that's kind of one way to think about this. So, so wandering for me started when I was young, about uh, a little bit older than Mateo is now, about 10 years old. And I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, grow up um, about an hour and a half northeast of Toronto, back in Ontario. And we had a, my parents had a little cabin on a lake and there was miles of woods uh, behind the lake. And my two brothers had friends on the lake, but I didn't have friends on the lake my age. And so I would eventually drive my mom nuts enough that she would just kick me out of the cabin. <laughs> and I ended up going out and getting literally lost in the woods. And um, I would find myself playing by myself in the woods. I would be imagining, I'd be climbing and hiding and digging I'd be building and creating and um, I started to have an intuitive sense that there was like something really wholesome about being out there and so so that's where it started kind of those early years and then as life started to unfold and I started you know coming up as we all do, we face the challenges that we face in our lives. Um, that when I faced some of the biggest challenges in my life, when I, you know, first started having, being in relationships and having my heart broken, I found, where did I find myself? I was back out in the woods and I was talking to the moon or, you know, crying to some, a tree or, Whatever it was, it was a place where I could be myself without having to be anything else. And as a um, as a, a boy in our culture, mm -hmm. that's not something we're we're really held with. I don't, you know, I can't speak to the the girls' experience, but certainly for the boys. Um, and when I, you know, I've gone through other challenges, as everyone has their stories, but in a divorce and in um, going through cancer, um, and then my mom passing. A couple of years ago, which I can come back to, um, every time I found myself out in the woods again, right? Whether those woods or once I moved out west, the woods, the woods out here. And so, as I have been really thinking about what is the work to do in this time that we're in, um, this feels like it's important. It feels like it's important to be creating opportunities for people to come out and remember what it feels like to be a bit more fully ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so since then, I'll just finish by saying, uh, since then, both Christopher and I have gone and, and, and participated and done courses and done experiences with um, different organizations that, that have been doing this kind of work for a long time. Yeah. Um, rites of passage work. We did a 11-day um, vision fast last year up in the high country of, of Colorado with a four-day fast with only taking water and being alone up in the high country. Um, and so we've been learning other kind of techniques and, and ways of holding space. Um, and our focus with Wander Wild is actually making something really accessible to people. So it's kind of by donation only. Um, we want anyone to be able to kind of come out and we want to hold the space and allow this to happen. Uh, and there's lots of other things that we envision happening with this. Um, children's programs, um, 
school programs, etc. So, so hopefully that's kind of gives you a, a sense of kind of where it's come from. And, um, and so going back to your experience of kind of where you've been on, on your journey, it's like as when we went and had tacos the other day yeah. mm-hmm. and I said, Oh, you, you know, maybe you should come out yeah. and, and it, you might be in a beautifully ripe time to come out and wander. It's when you're in the, in between things in your life, it's, that's the time in, in healthy and old cultures. That's the time when elders, they would invite you out of the culture and into the wild because when you go out and they would send you off on your own in the wild and you would go out and listen you'd listen for you'd listen for what essentially the is looking to come through you and you can look at that through the lens of psychology or you know soul work or whatever that is hmm. that's really neat um, I'm curious you know and, and I I think I probably have my own ideas of how I would answer this, but you talked about the work that you see that needs to be done and kind of where we're at. And again, we could all list off a hundred things that, you know, that might answer that question, but what, what is it for you? Uh, what do you see as, um, what question are you looking to kind of answer? And, and maybe that's too, uh, too finite. Hmm. Well, I think there are a couple ways to answer that. One is, um, of all of our, you know, they talk about the poly crisis, right? We have enough crises now that to list them all takes too long, so we have to come up with a new word. So the poly crisis, right? That's new mm-hmm. for me. Climate change, yeah. the mental health, yeah. you know, mental health crisis, mm-hmm. obesity, pandemics, right? Mm-hmm. So we can do that, right? Mm-hmm. So we are living in a time of existential crisis, and we are also at the same time, um, as a society, deeply addicted um, to um, to our screens. We are we have massive companies that are essentially engineering attention um, uh, to to hold our attention and to keep our these dopamine hits happening for us. And I was talking to a, a psych- psychiatrist in town here who, who we're going to be working with, um, who, who I hope we're going to be working with. Yeah. He's going to come out on a wander and then I'm going to work really hard on this. But, um, you know, when I was talking to him about a little bit about what the wandering is, is, is he says, you know, from a neurological standpoint, the opposite of, of scrolling on a screen is, uh, is being out in nature alone in a, in a, uh, in a un, um, uh, an unmanufactured environment where your awareness is actually open, right? Yeah. Biologically, that's where we evolved, mm-hmm. right? It's only been a very short period of time that as human beings, we are now staring at screens. And I've got, I, we can talk a little bit about all the research that's not coming about, about the benefits of, of time out in nature. Mm-hmm. This isn't just time out in nature. It's not just going on a mindfulness walk or forest bathing or those types of things. That's all amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, do that. This is something else mm-hmm. that you can add in in terms of a way of being out in the wild. And to bring that all back, I think that at the nexus of the poly crisis is the mental health crisis and that our culture and our people in our culture need 
ways to support their mental health, you know, in addition to, you know, therapy and those other modalities. They need what we need ways to to build our personal resilience in the face of all of this. And if it means that you can go and take an afternoon in the wild and experience the kind of week, Kathy, that you've had, um, I think that there's something there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we can talk more about the research behind why that's important. But that's essentially the problem because we live in a democracy and an economy and we have to be making decisions. Mm -hmm. And if we are not in a good place from our mental health standpoint, then that we don't make good decisions. And we need to be making better decisions together, mm -hmm. not worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when Jeff and I had tacos, uh, I feel always so comfortable sharing vulnerably with you. And I was said to Jeff, like, I'm clinging to the end of a relationship but because I can see it and touch it and, like, talk about it, right? But I'm like, I know that's not what this is about. Mm -hmm. And... You know, and Matt, you heard this, like I'd been feeling kind of lost at sea on a pallet raft. And Jeff said, yeah, it sounds like you're in liminal space. And I don't know how you worded it, but something really hit me, which is it's time to allow my soul to open to discover what could be next. And I, that really hit me because I thought, you owe your soul this, Kathy. Mm -hmm. I owe my soul this. And so I signed up for a wander, which was this last Sunday. And it is hard to put into words what it was. But the first, you do two wanders. And the first one, there's a saying you all said and I love it and it's like drop in and I literally dropped into the woods and I just got really quiet and thoughts would try to come up and I just like you don't need to come up right now and I literally just started touching everything around me got my nettle stings and mm -hmm. um and touching ferns and bark and like soft faces in this tree and looked up at the mighty trees and I felt held by this space mm -hmm. and I didn't hear anything yet that happened on the second wander but something opened up further inside me like this is bigger than anything, hmm. is being in this space. And I just, like, there's nothing to get. It's just like, I am in this. I don't know how else to talk about hmm. it right now than that. But mm -hmm. the, the second wonder, which we can get to later, provided that profundity where whatever happened to me, like something broke open bigger. But it's that allowing to just be with nature. Like, these are the relationships. Mm. It, it's like the word, it's something came to me of the insignificance of thoughts and that they really amount to nothing. But like, this is the significance to drop in and be slow and 
look at that log and touch that bark and the needles. And I remember we talked with each other a little bit about like weirdness and stuff and all that just cast away. Mm -hmm. Like what's weird? Hmm. What's weird? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, well, I love the individual individualized experience that you just described and it brought me to this question for Jeff which is you've crafted you've crafted something kind of an invitation for people um, how did you balance kind of the structure of it because as you just said we are coming out of an environment that can oftentimes be unhealthy can oftentimes be burdensome on each of us how do you shake us out of that hmm. without setting up certain expectations for what you might experience in the woods? You know, because I imagine that it could be what Kathy described or it could be a million other different things for depending on who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. It's a great question. It is a great question. Yeah. Um, I'll try to answer it uh, in a couple of ways. The first way is, is um, I sometimes describe wandering as it's a remembering and I separate those because the re like you are becoming again and membering mean you are embodying this is an embodied thing that we can say as many words as we want about this but the main message is is like come out on a wander and you'll see for yourself mm -hmm. so so with that let's use some more words to try and describe it so so what we try and do is um, because we're remembering is there are some things that that either even if you didn't grow up spending time in the woods on your own we have things that, that martin shaw calls bone memory we have memories that are in us that make us kind of recoil when you see a snake like hmm. shape on the path right hmm. that is that is so deeply in you that is like ape and earlier we have things that we can remember and so so we we invite people into spaces where we do that. So we start by, you know, once we kind of get all the safety stuff and logistics sorted out is we start dropping in by sitting in circle and sharing with each other and listening to each other. We come into relationship first with each other and we ask people questions. They answer however they feel comfortable. But we ask people questions to share, like, for example, like, what are you holding coming into this wander? Where are you in your life right now? Mm -hmm. Um, and that begins it. So it starts to create a container. But then when we send people out, we, we, we talk through some basic concepts and practices that help you drop in. Mm -hmm. But there's no right out there. Mm -hmm. It is, you said, like there could be a whole bunch of different experiences. This is your, your soul, as Kathy said, this is your soul, which Bill Plotkins, um, who's a, kind of a great teacher and writer about this kind of work uh, from the Animus Valley Institute, he describes your soul as the unique ecological niche, niche, like you all say down here, uh, niche <laughs> that, that you were born into. Hmm. It's like, what was the image you were born with? You're trying to remember that out there. Uh, his work goes like super deep into the work and it's definitely something that would, I yes, would I'd recommend for you in terms I'm of where looking. your journey is. So, so what that means is, is when you go out there, it's going to be a, totally personal experience but but you're alone in the woods for an extended period of time with nothing you need to be productive about and if you're walking around like with some expectations of some profound thing 
which is, by the way, a risk of going out the next time, right? right. Because right. the oh, gifts, I want to hear it again. Right. the gifts come, the mm-hmm. gifts come when you're ready, right? Um, and sometimes you wait, you got to wander a lot sometimes before you have big breakthroughs, but you're still, there's still all of these benefits of being out there. So people, we just set the container, we send it out there. And when people are out there, I walk around essentially in my form of praying to the mystery that shows up for people. That's Mm -hmm. it. Whatever, you know, I am doing this work because it came through from, it came through for me on a wander. Mm -hmm. It was create the container for people to come out here. And so, so we set it up. We send people out, and that's why you know I started by saying when when people shared at the end of the the workshop last week, and and in every other workshop we've had, every time it just has reinforced that that more of this work is needed. Yeah. And being a participant, I would say that's something. When I shared this with a few friends, I felt zero pressure of mm. or zero. You do it this way. Yeah. No, none of that. You know, you said something in the beginning of the workshop, like you read off, I don't even know what the, the core sort of principles, and he's just said, you know, it's okay if you don't remember these. I didn't remember one of them. And so that I felt zero expectations, and I can put them on myself, and I had zero. Hmm. Um, so I love your question and your answer, but as a participant, I would say I, that really came through. Hmm. Yeah. When I was growing up, uh, I remember an exercise, which isn't, you know, I I don't even, um, well, it's an exercise that when you were entering college, they had us kind of write down some of our hardships or maybe some of those things we were looking to leave behind. Mm. And uh, you wrote it down on a rock. Mm -hmm. And then you would take that rock and throw it into the darkness, into the woods. Yeah. And that was uh, another take, uh, which in comparison is much more aggressive and I'm guessing less useful uh, than the experience that, that you just described. Um, I just brought brought to my mind as, you know, probably are not going to resolve something through anger or aggression with that action of mm. throwing, chunking a rock as hard as you can into the trees. But, here, but here's the beautiful thing is, is it depends on, I think, it depends on um, your state of being when you're doing that. How, what is the quality of, of, what, of, of what you are feeling as you're writing that thing? Is it the thing? Mm. Is it that thing? And how can you honor it you know, and maybe it is. Maybe what's coming through is like that—that that the that that your experience of that. Because remember, like when you're out there, no one will ever know what happens. Mm-hmm. So the the question is: is how authentic? And this is I'm channeling Christopher here. How authentic can you be with where you are in your life in this moment? And when you're out there, you don't. You're not a husband. You're not a son, mm-hmm. right? You're none of those things. It's just you and this community of beings, essentially, living beings that, you know, I, I said, we all love our dogs and our cats and our pets. It, how big an extension is it to, to then, like, actually love a fern? I mean, I don't know. I think... I'm I heard, in love with the fern. I've, I, we heard a couple people who fell in love with ferns while they were out there. And that sounds super woo-woo. Yeah. But 
wouldn't you like to come and have an, exp- an experience where that could be a possibility? Yeah. So, yeah. so there isn't my my point of that is like it it really is, it's the commitment, the practice. We know like the wander practice and all this is, is your ability to like bring that quality of presence. To what it is you're going to do, and and I don't know if we want to talk at all about some of the components of wandering, but but there are ways in the practices of helping to keep you dropping in and dropping yeah, in and dropping in. Do. And and something to that too of um, the authentic presence is for me that day too, and even the Saturday before after this catharsis Friday night has a lot to do with shedding. Mm. And when I went there, I'm like, there's no, there's no pretense. At the end, towards a little bit later, I'll share just some writing I did mm-hmm. after the experience. But there's no pretense. Like, there's no covering. And the falling in love with a friend, something we all commented on. I'll just speak for myself. At the end, I said, this did not feel woo-woo in any way. It felt... One thousand percent authentic. Not that woo woo everybody. Not that woo woo is inauthentic, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always speak to me. And this just felt like real, like the sun. You mm-hmm. know, the fern is right there, and the magic of looking at the spores and dead pine needles and or cedar needles or yeah, pine cone. And I was playing with grass. <laughs> That was like became an instrument for about ten minutes. I'm just playing with the tip of the grass, the feathery part. I'm like, when have I ever done this? But probably when I was five or six. Well, that, that's uh, a that's a great segue. I, I don't want to. Did you want to jump in there? Uh, I've I've got a question. Yeah. So I'm I'm contemplating because now I, I'm I want to do this. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna have to do this now. Um, and I, I know Nina was already excited when she heard about this. Uh. But, and again, maybe this goes to my last question, which there's no right answer, but do you bring, do you bring what you're trying to untether mm. to, with you to this experience? Or is the idea that you'll do that ahead of time so that you can experience this most fully and most presently with those things behind you already? You know, Kathy was speaking to kind of, uh, what was the word you used? Just kind Being of. Being in the lemon. Oh, unshedding. Unshedding. You know, like, is that a practice that you achieve through this? Or is it is it best to do it with, you know, ahead of time? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, so traditionally, when you would go on a quest, the quest is a um, essentially a a psychotechnology. This is like ancient. We've been doing this pan-culturally across cultures for as long as humans have really had culture. Is um, and it's 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 a psychotechnology which is, it helps us m- mature as um, humans. And we we've lost this in our culture. Our rites of passage now are like you get a driver's license, you turn twenty one, you can mm-hmm. drink, mm-hmm. you get married. Mm-hmm. Those are our rites of passage. But in healthy cultures, and there's still many that exist, this usually happens in adolescence. And the, and so the shedding was really important. It's a death. And when we went on our quest is you were preparing for a death. So the days leading up to our solo, you're preparing for a death. What in it, what in me 
no longer serves me. And the more that I can connect with those parts of my psyche and let them go, honor them and let them go, the more room there is for me to become who more who I'm more authentically meant to be, mm. right? Because you, you're born into our culture and you spend most of the first time, we domesticate you to the culture, right? Be of service, you know, learn how to be in community and all of that. But at a certain point, you're, you're sent away and you go out and you're on your own. And while you're out there, you are, you, you, in many cases, you learn what your role is, what your life is about, usually as a metaphor, and that comes with a new name. And from that point on, that's your name. Mm. You're no longer the person that you were, this other person. So, so I just want to say that because shedding is so important. We don't do enough of it. We hold on to it in our culture. We hold on to who we were. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, many people would say that we live in an adolescent culture. And if you just pay any attention to the news, you'll see adolescents with nuclear weapons and companies and acting like adolescents. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that said, in the, the wander work that we're doing, in part, we see it as like we're setting people up to then be able to go like, okay, now go and work with Animus Valley Institute and do a quest, or we might eventually do that work too. When you come on a wander, it's about showing up to whatever's in your life then. So you don't have to go and do a whole bunch of work to prepare. We just invite you to come in with whatever it is, wherever you are in your life right now. And for me, it's now, I mean, I wander at least once a week. And it could be anything from, oh, I'm struggling with, you know, how can I parent Mateo in a way that works better for him? Or I've got a thing at work that's going on. Or uh, I can't wait to go out because the forest after it hasn't rained for a long time and then it rains is unbelievably magical, mm. right? So mm. I know the forest where we were wandering like I'm intimate with this place. And so all of those changes now for me, I have a deep, we don't have this, we have a deep relationship to, I have a deep relationship and you can go and fall in love with a place, which is beautiful because we practice falling in love again without the complexity of human relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it's good practice for us. And this is the way you just spoke to that, um, the shedding. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to shed. I knew there was something. And on the second wander, that's where this profound, I looked up to the trees, the tall trees, the blue sky without clouds. And I was transported back to being a young kid in Maine. And I mean, there's a lot that happened that it's, I'm not going to, like you said, I'm not going to sing every song, but what spoke to me was a paradox in my life, a really big paradox of, and it's built by a layer, layer upon layer that I covered myself with, and yet, a, so it's like, a strive for connection and a connecting people, but then I covered myself for many years in many ways. And I just was like, what? What? And that's for me more to pursue, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, and I am intrigued by the animus work. I've already been on their website. Like, when can I do this? Mm. Can, you know, when mm -hmm. and where? And 
Um, I, I, I love how you spoke to letting a part of ourselves die and letting it go, honoring it. It's not, you know, oh, you've not served me. I mean, you don't serve me anymore, but it's an honoring that you were there for me, that mm. part of self. Mm -hmm. You served me in a way, and now I no longer need you. And I, that is what's in my root core right now. Yeah. Is figuring that out and letting her go. Okay, so here's a great exercise that one of the guides that, that I did on, on my quest, um, which was, um, it was a betrayal exercise. And so I, I, I was, my space was in this field and these like long pieces of grass. And when you're on your solo, you're essentially in ceremony the whole time. And what that means is, is that it's not idle thinking, it's not idle talking, you know, We've done all of this work to get here. And so it's staying with it. It's kind of wanders the same way. You keep dropping in because we have all these habits that are going to pull us out. Like, what am I doing out here? Like, this is like, I'm wasting my time. All of that. It's like, let that go away. And so this exercise was going through, going, I went through my life from as early as I remember. And I tied a knot in the grass for every time I had betrayed someone mm -hmm. in my life. And I felt it and I lived it. I felt as close as I could feel to that betrayal. And then I took another piece of grass and I tied a knot for every time I had betrayed someone. And you were just talking about like how to like honor it. And so then after I did this, it probably took me Wait, three. was one who you betrayed and one who betrayed... Or one betrayed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry if I, if I yeah. didn't, if I got that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's acknowledging that, right? Mm -hmm. Betray like betrayal. We have not lived up to others or our own expectations, right? Mm -hmm. And that has happened. This is, this has scarred us in some way. And so we've done that. And then I went and I did a whole burial ceremony with it. And I buried it under a tree and I honored it, but I also like let it go, right? Like I, I, I ritual is a powerful remembering. We're deeply ritualistic beings. Mm -hmm. when we allow ourselves to drop back into it. And one of the amazing water practices that will, um, once you've done the introduction, you can kind of come back and we actually spend, um, we have uh, workshops that are focused a lot on a spontaneous ceremony. So how, how do you, how might, what might that look like for you? And kind of sharing ideas of like how you can build, build sculpture or spaces and, and work with it work with this sense of creativity again Christopher like as an artist has brought all of this amazing like ways of looking at wandering as a way to tap into your creativity you don't have to be an artist to be creative right but you can create while you're out there and you create something no one will ever see so it doesn't matter whether it looks good mm -hmm. right it's, but it's actually the act of creating that's like really powerful and then you can create a ritual around it so an example of that is Christopher and I went out one day and we did uh, we do a lot of work with portals and thresholds. It's a way to drop in. And he and I went out and we wandered and we kind of dropped in. And then without speaking to each other, we built a portal in the woods. It was this amazing um, kind of, you imagine like an archway of, mm -hmm. uh, of branches and woven in with like stacked rocks all around it. And then, um, the, then a pathway of um, crumbled rotten cedar. Mm -hmm. um, and then we did a whole ceremony. And it was kind of this question of, of shedding of um, the, the ritual was what in me needs 
to die? How do I leave that and honor that? And then when I step through this portal, I'm stepping into what I'm becoming mm -hmm. as a result of it. So you can have these kinds of practices that allow us through ceremony to, to drop in more deeply, but to do this work, right? It's living in your life. Like the best way I can describe this is it's added a depth to my life that was not there and I didn't even know was, was kind of missing. Yeah. And it also strikes, I mean, intent comes to mind as well. The intention that you have yes. behind these actions. Uh, I guess my, my tea bag is kind of coming back up. Uh -huh. uh, your actions prove your, your greatness, but um, that's what's that's what's coming to me is mm -hmm. the intent and how much room there is for intent in my life uh, mm. that is lacking right now. Yeah, you know, as as far as accomplishing some of those things. Mm. And it's when I went out on the second wander. You know, I thought a lot about gratitude for, you spoke about gratitude mm -hmm. early on for being back here and connecting, and and I felt, oh, I want to express my gratitude in this second wander, and wild things happened. Um, I, I told, I, I laid on a decaying log for a while, and I looked down in a hole and saw a snake. And my first response, like you said, Marshall, though you spoke about a man who died. Bill Plotkins. No, before. Oh, oh uh, Shaw. Martin Shaw. Shaw. Martin yeah. Shaw. Yeah. And I saw the snake, and my first response was, <gasps> and then I thought, you need not be afraid. You mm. need not be afraid. And on that second wander, I. I somehow un shed one layer, <laughs> maybe, you know, and I, there was nothing between me and the grass and the ferns, and then the birds, like, totally fell in love with these birds and sang with them, and I didn't question anything. I just, and then at the end, emotion did overcome me, and I, and then I just thanked the ferns and the grass and the trees and the birds and the snake and the decaying log and the log I was leaning against. This is powerful. It's, but like you said, with no pressure for it to be powerful. Mm -hmm. That, you know, it's like, and not holding on so tightly that it has to be something. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty too. Mm -hmm. Do you have another poem? Right, you just set me up. <laughs> I'm going to invite you to do something though while I do this, which is, you know, one of the things we talk about on Wander is you, um, so we, we usually do little offering bundles, and so, which include some herbs. And so we didn't talk a whole lot about what to do with it, but um, one of the things that, you know, we really encourage people to really um, sense all your senses when you're out there, open your senses, not just what are you looking and seeing, but mm -hmm. You know, what are you smelling? So one of the things that I do a lot is I crush up. So this is um, dried purple sage from our garden. I'm like really into growing sage right now. Mm. I'm drying it. And so if you crush it up a little bit and you smell it, um, you know, smell is really tightly connected to memory, as you'll know. That's why we have a huge, however many billion dollar perfume industry. Wow, and so what this does is it, you know, when we talk about you, 
um, being able to remember when you go and have an experience like on the wander and if you're wandering and you are something that's out there or an offering so I'm usually carrying uh, sage or other herbs is I wander with it and I'm crushing it and I'm smelling it because then I can do it and I can drop back I can remember authentic who I am hmm. you know or what that experience was when I was out there so so maybe as you're kind of sniffing this I'm going to read I love this poem um, this is Bill Holm, who's a um, pig farmer. It's called Advice, and it's, it's to what you were just saying about being authentic. Someone dancing inside us learned only a few steps. The do your work in 4-4 time, the what do you expect waltz. You haven't noticed yet the woman standing away from the lamp the one with the black eyes, who knows the rumba and strange steps and jumpy rhythms from the mountains in Bulgaria. If they dance together, something unexpected will happen. If they don't, the next world will be a lot like this one. So I think that there's this, there's something about just listening to us talk about this and, you know, we want to pique curiosity and invite people out and it's not going to be for everybody. No. But it's worth a dance. It's worth dancing with the woman standing away from the lamp, that one in us that maybe yearns for something more in our lives. Yeah. Something more is actually something less. And when you've been <laughs> speaking, I'm reminiscing in my life how I've often really let fear hold me back to open. Like I think I thought I was open, and I've let fear, like I've built a barricade in the way. And mm. this was such a beautiful opportunity to like really open, like. I could feel the sun pouring in my heart. Hmm. Um, yeah. I'd like to share a little something Please. I wrote that. So I have it. There's no editing in this, everyone. English majors, there's no <laughs> editing. Um, so this was just a response to my first wander silence held by the trees. Sunlight, shining into body, touch, smell, hear, feel, rest against the bark of a tree rising up. Ecosystem upon ecosystem, microcosm, the tiny details held up close, flickering grass, vibrating. Thoughts came in and I can feel their insignificance, their nothingness. Setting course on a relationship of acceptance held by the trees, by the plants, by the light. All so magnificent, bigger, no pretense. The feel of no space in between the smother. Life moving, shining love, extending love. I felt the hurt and I am reminded to be patient, to
I'm the healer. I walk slowly, emerging. I touch the fern bathed in sunlight, hear the snap and crackle of what lies below. I lay with nature. Mm, wow. Well, if that's not an advertisement <laughs> for getting out into the woods, I don't know what is. That's fantastic. Well, I just have so much. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I have so much. We can thank nature for that. Mm -hmm. And I have so much gratitude for you and Chris doing this work. And, you know, I'm building a new relationship with sharing information. And I don't ever want to, like, put, do it, do it, you know. No. But I love that you're here to share about it because the opportunity is there mm -hmm. for people. Mm -hmm. And I am like, I'm going to come on a Wednesday wonder sometime yeah. again. And because you have those too, Wednesday. Yeah, day. yeah. Our, I mean, our hope is that people come out for the longer session and then on Wednesdays, um, uh, we'll be kind of posting regular Wednesday evening wanders because it really is a practice. Like what we want to encourage people is it's great to go and do it once and, and you can have that experience, but it's actually just keep coming out. Yeah. And we want to create a community of dropping back into, I was just thinking of the kinds of like the quality of relationships that we all stumbled into together where we were working, mm -hmm. right? Like authentic. We're like in there together this is like another container. It's another reason to kind of come together, but also to be um, present for each other and ourselves in our lives. Um, and so that's part of actually the the other goal in all of this is to actually create community around this this these types of practices that then spill into you know just being involved in each other's lives in this more intimate way. Mm -hmm. So. Will you share how people can find out more about this? Yeah. Um, so we have our, our website is um, wander-wild.life. And that's where you can get most of the uh, information there. It's a beautiful site, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's Yeah, it's taken more work than I would like. And every time I'm sitting in front of the computer, I'm just saying, like, I just want to be in the woods. <laughs> but I guess this is part of it. So, yeah, and we're really open to wanting to make this as accessible as possible. So. And we were talking about social media, and I'm actually on a social media, I don't want to call it a diet, I don't like that word, but a break, a mm -hmm. big break. Mm-hmm. And so Lauren is graciously posting our Lauren and Kathy talk post. But for those on Instagram, they can find Wander. Yeah, they can find um, Wander Wild there. I've I changed the name too many times now. <laughs> I don't think it got stuck on something I don't know that I like. I think it's underscore Wander underscore Wild underscore right now. Okay. And... <laughs> You know what? Just text it to me because then Lauren will share it. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah we Lauren, can do thanks for all that work on thanks, social Lauren. media. <laughs> and we miss you, Lauren. You keep getting well. We have gone to 60 minutes today, which was wow. beautiful. I am so grateful for you being here, Jeff, and for you, Matt. Thank and you for inviting us. This was so great to uh, be back, but also just to have an hour to chat with Jeff and, and catch up. So Yeah. And we wish you all a great week, and thanks for being with us on We Could Talk About This All Day Long. Take care. Bye. See ya.